Hello and welcome to Intelligence Talks. I'm your host, Anna Ward, Senior Residential Analyst at Knight Frank. And today I'm joined by Knight Frank Finance Managing Partner, Simon Gammon, and Head of UK Residential Research, Tom Bill. Hi, Simon and Tom. Good morning. Good morning, Anna. So this week, we'll be looking at what will happen to UK house prices given rampant inflation and slowing economic growth in the country. So we'll start by looking at the impact of banks hiking interest rates to curb inflation and we'll then move on to talk about Knight Frank's house price forecasts. So Simon, great to have you with us here. Obviously, quite a tricky position for central banks. Clearly, they need to control inflation, but at the same time, they're worried about slowing economic growth. We've seen the Bank of England raise interest rates three times already since December, so from 0.1% to 0.75%. So the big question, how much further do you think interest rates will rise? Thanks, Anna. Um, Yes, the position for the Bank of England particularly is quite challenging right now. There's a lot of uncertainty, as we know, in the world. There's the inflation position, which is clearly much higher than everybody wanted. And of course, they've only got the blunt instrument really of the interest uh, rate to play with. Um, I do expect there to be further rises. I know the Bank of England doesn't want to raise the rates as much as they can or as much as they perhaps need to. Uh, So there's a hesitancy to because of the impact that will have on everybody. But I think by the end of this year, we could expect to see at least one or two more rises. So we could be up at about 1.25% by the end of 2022. How does that compare to historic levels? I think there's a bit of a narrative here of even if that does happen, aren't interest rates still sort of fairly low if you kind of look back pre-recession period? If you go back sort of 15 years, then it is definitely um, still very low. When we launched Knight Frank Finance 15 years ago, the base rate was around 5%. In comparison with the last 10 years, this is the first time that we're starting to see interest rate rises. A lot of people who have mortgages have never experienced that before. So there's a lot of things that people are having to face that are new. And clearly, it's a concern for a number of people. And so on the ground, in terms of what banks are doing, and are you seeing more expensive mortgages already? Are they already increasing rates in line with um, the Bank of England? Yeah, it's inevitable that when interest rates rise, that swap rate markets will change. And that has a knock-on effect to mortgages. So yes, particularly in the last three months, we've seen mortgage rates regularly being repriced. Every week for some lenders, they've been pulling their products and putting rates up. Rates are still historically low. If you take a five-year fixed rate, the best rates are just under 2%. But if you went back six, nine months ago, they were under 1%. So they have doubled in terms yeah. of where they were at the bottom. And Tom, from your position, obviously, it still continues to be a really strong period for house price growth. Um, seems quite surprising in light of you know the various challenges that we're seeing, the cost of living squeeze. And as Simon says, clearly, it's more expensive to borrow, to buy property. Are you seeing this rate of borrowing hit the housing market at, yet at any point? I don't think it has quite yet. I think it's coming. People are aware that interest rates are now starting to pick up. We're having these successive rises, which Simon said we haven't had for for many years. Uh, Something new for people to sort of get their heads around. I would suggest probably later this year, we'll start to see that feed through into the decisions of buyers and the decisions of lenders about how much they can lend. But it's actually, to date, that very strong house price growth that we've seen there's all, lots of stuff written about why that's taken place and the race for space and the accumulated wealth, the household wealth that we've seen over the course of the pandemic. But actually, the, the, the rather mundane reason is that there isn't enough supply in the market. And that's what's been pushing house prices up. That's why we've seen double-digit house price growth. And that's, I suppose, the indicator that we'll be 
watching most closely this year as to how much property starts to come back onto the market to give us the best indication, the early indication of when that growth is going to calm down because it's been pretty eyebrow raising um, over the last 12 to 18 months. And what's the sort of longer term trajectory? I mean, like Frank's forecasting 5% increase for the UK for this year. Beyond that, though, what do we know about sort of direction of house prices? Yeah, I mean, we'll keep a close eye on it as we go through the year. I think that's probably, you know, that's the one lesson the pandemic has taught us. 5% this year, we think next year, the cost of living, high mortgage rates, inflation, all those sorts of things will start to bite. So we're looking around 1% growth next year across the whole of the UK. Some regions will outperform. But the broad pattern is we're going to continue to see the tail end of that strong period of growth this year. Supply is coming back, but it's not coming back particularly strongly at the moment. But next year, I think, is when the conditions or supply and demand certainly will be much more in balance. Normal conditions, inverted commas, uh, will return. Uh, and so we think that'll be the bottom, if you like. And then successively from 2024 onwards, things should start to pick up. And over the period, it's sort of mid-single-digit house price growth that we're forecasting for the next five years. And Simon, from your perspective, just in terms of trends that you're seeing in the mortgage market, I mean, there have been a few slightly weird things around, for example, five and 10-year fixed rate deals now cheaper than two-year fixes. Is that sort of fairly unusual? Yeah, the anomaly we've got with two-year rates being higher is really down to the position we have with the war in, the, in Ukraine. A lot of uncertainty in the very short term, but the longer term view is is more solid, uh, more stable, and therefore the swap rates are reflecting that, which of course then knocks onto the the mortgage rates. I think the only other thing that we're watching very carefully from our side is clearly people's bills are going up. Clearly, that will have a knock-on effect on how much lenders are willing to lend to people because they're always assessing when they're underwriting a mortgage application how they deem a mortgage to be affordable. They're changing their criteria regularly and it's something that we have to keep very closely to because as people's bills go up, as people's costs and outgoings go up, that will affect how much money they can borrow and each lender approaches that from a slightly different perspective. So the criteria around uh, the lender's underwriting is something that we're watching very closely and it's a constantly moving picture. Tom, for, in terms of buyer sentiment, are you seeing these interest rate hikes feed into the market quite yet or how significant do you think that will be moving forward? As I say, people are aware that those rises are coming and perhaps are bringing forward decision-making to some degree. Um, demand is very, very strong um, in the first three or four months of this year. Some of that is a hangover from the stamp duty holiday, believe it or not, still that... Um, that pent-up demand that remained in the system. Supply, as I say, is picking up. And I think it should remain strong over the course of this year. I think fundamentally, the housing market is in a very strong place. If you're looking at the sort of warning signs that you would typically look at, for example, the jobs market, jobs market is very strong. The banking system is also very strong. So the conditions are in place or none of the risks that we've seen in previous housing market corrections are present at the moment. So as counterintuitive as it may seem, I still think the housing market is probably going to have a strong few years, um, despite having undergone the pandemic over the last two years. It won't be as strong next year. It'll be a bit more subdued than perhaps we've seen in recent years. But fundamentally, the housing market's in a good place. Do you expect there to be underperformance in London moving forward if you're comparing London house prices to the UK average in terms of increasing? I think there will be, but that's something that we'd seen before the pandemic. And that's due to the affordability squeeze that is much more felt by people 
in the capital. People were moving out and finding jobs and finding houses. They could get sort of more bang for their buck outside of the capital. I think that's going to continue. It was amplified by the the so-called race for space that we saw as a result of successive lockdowns. But that affordability question isn't isn't going to go away. So I'd say in the, in the short to medium term, London, yes, will continue to underperform other areas of the country. Uh, and some parts of the country will do relatively better than others um, as we come out of this, as certain parts of the economy perform more strongly. The logistics sector is, is going to have a good few years. Electric car manufacturing, life sciences, there are, there are certain sectors of the economy that are going to perform well, and that'll benefit certain regions of the UK. I'm thinking across the Midlands, for example, more than others, but the broad picture will be London underperforming those more affordable parts of the country. And just to finish, Simon, when you're sort of looking at the direction of the mortgage market in the UK, just wondered if, you know, if there are any lessons that we can draw from around the world. Obviously, there are sort of signs from other countries. So, so obviously in the US, the Fed's aggressively been hiking interest rates. They're slightly sort of ahead of the UK on that front. I think the there's two things I'd say there. Firstly, in terms of mortgage rates rising, the key thing for everyone to do there and the lessons that I've learned from early parts of my career when I was facing this for the first time is that you've got to act as proactively as possible. You can't sit back and just watch mortgage rates go up. If you have a mortgage that you can review, then you should be doing that as early as possible. And it is possible to lock in on rates now that you don't even perhaps need for six or nine months from now's time. So there are strategies you can employ to get the best possible rates while things are going up. And speaking to an expert is, a, is the best way to sort of approach that. Looking around the world, the key thing that we're seeing at the moment is a lot of innovation, a lot of technology coming into particularly the US mortgage market around simplifying the application process, around simplifying how easy it is to get a mortgage. And I think that's something that we've got to watch very closely. It's definitely an exciting area. It's an opportunity for us to make the whole house buying process easier. But at the end of the day, people will still want to speak to someone or an individual or an advisor or a professional about what usually is the biggest financial commitment they'll ever make in their life. But there's a lot of exciting technology coming through, which we're going to keep a very close eye on. Okay, so no AI uh, advisors quite yet. <laughs> that would be a, an interesting moment. Well, listen, thank you so much, Simon and Tom. Thank you very much, Anna. Really nice to talk to you. Thank you, Anna. It's lovely to talk to you. For more analysis, you can subscribe to our research note, which goes out every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. See our show notes for more details on that. Please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and listen out for our next episode in two weeks. Thank you for listening to Intelligence Talks. <laughs>